Settle in, people. Here comes the What For. This is the What For Podcast. I'm Andy, your host. Welcome back to another episode. Today brings you our very first song podcast. It's an artist spotlight, and it's also the story of how I became a Southern Gospel Quartet nut. Today I'm going to feature the absolutely legendary Cathedral Quartet. What makes them legendary, you ask? Well, listen to this. Wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall his praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free. For the wonderful grace of Jesus reaches me. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea. On earth and grace, like a all-sufficient grace forever me, broader than the scope of my transgression, sing it, greater for than all my sin and shame, oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus, praise His name, wonderful grace of Jesus. Reaching the most defiled By His transforming power Making Him God's dear child Purchasing peace and heaven For all eternity And the wonderful grace of Jesus Reaches me Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus Deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountain, sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for even me. For Broader than the scope of my transgression, greater far than all my sin shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus, wonderful name of Jesus, magnify His holy name. Now, allow me to introduce you to the four voices you just heard. The tenor, the high, high part, is a gentleman by the name of Ernie Haas. The baritone is a gentleman by the name of Scott Fowler. The lead is the legendary Glenn Payne. And the bass is the equally legendary and my personal hero, George Yance. The cathedrals toured from 1964 through 1999 when the group retired. And you might say, Andy, why are you featuring a group that's retired? Well, if you're still the gold standard more than 20 years after your retirement, I think you're worth mentioning. 
Let me take a minute to tell you how I became acquainted with the cathedrals. It was the spring of 1992. I was a senior in high school, and I was visiting our local Christian bookstore, and I saw a poster for the cathedrals in concert not far away. So I went home and said something to my dad about it, and he said, well, let's get a couple of tickets. So we did. We drove the 30 or so minutes to the concert venue. I had no idea what to expect. I had never heard a Southern Gospel Quartet before. I had heard of the cathedrals, but I, I didn't know what to expect. And as has been said, in western North Carolina, if you shake a tree, a quartet's going to fall out. So it wasn't uncommon for a quartet to be in concert. But again, I didn't know anything about that style. I didn't know the genre. I didn't understand what I was about to hear. So we arrive at the concert, and we get settled into our seats. And I'm anticipating, I'm trying to think through what I'm about to hear, hoping it's going to be good, because even then, I wanted good music. So I'm sitting there with this anticipation, this curiosity about what I'm about to hear. And finally, it's time for the concert to start, and these gentlemen come out, and they're all in their suits and ties, and I'm like, suits and ties, that's different. I'm used to singers looking much more casual on stage. But nonetheless, let's give them a chance here. They come out and they start to sing, and it's this peppy little tune, and they get to the end, and all of a sudden, this old guy, in a suit, hits this note that's that's low. It's, it's a good low note. And even then, my voice was kind of in that range, so I'm like, okay, cool. And then, this old guy in the suit drops it an octave. He took a note that was already in the low range and dropped it through the floor. Well, in what I would discover later is typical Southern Gospel fashion, he didn't just drop. He did this nice little slide down to that note. And the more he slid, the closer my jaw got to the floor. I had never heard anything like that in my life. One, I didn't know it was humanly possible. Two, I didn't know it was acceptable in music to shake a room with your voice. Friends, let me tell you, at that moment, I was hooked. I was a full-blown quartet addict from that exact moment. I didn't know who that old man in the suit was, but I knew I wanted to be him when I grew up. As the concert went on, I discovered it wasn't all just him shaking the room. They had this tall guy that kind of looked like Elvis, who, my heavens, where does his range end? If the old guy was dropping through the floor, the guy that looked like Elvis was breaking through the ceiling. What in the world is going on here? And then the two other guys, one old, one young, just smooth as silk. The both of them, just smooth as silk. Friends, my head is spinning. I'm thinking to myself, where has this been? What have I been missing? Who are these people? And just when I'm thinking, okay, I've got this kind of figured out now, the fifth guy gets introduced. He's been out there the whole time playing piano, but 
I haven't paid any attention to him because I've been so focused on the four other guys. It turns out his name is Roger Bennett. And here was his moment. And friends, when I say he played the piano, what I mean to say is he wore a piano out. Take a listen. to keep up with that? Well, let me tell you, I wasn't. My head was absolutely spinning. Here are these five guys singing and playing in a way that I've never heard before. By the time it was all said and done, my father and I walked out of there with three cassette tapes. Yes, I am that old. A t-shirt and a coin bank that was a model of their tour bus. From that point forward, I did everything I could to get my hands on basically everything they'd ever done. And I discovered a Christmas album. Now, something you need to understand about me. I am very, very particular about my Christmas music. Some of my friends and family actually make fun of me because of this. But that's okay. I'm a purist. I want my Christmas carols much like the National Anthem. Side note here. If you are ever asked to sing the National Anthem at a sporting event, do everyone a favor. Stand up, sing, sit down, and shut up. Nobody needs you to plumb the depths of your musical prowess. Nobody needs to see your vocal athletic ability. Just sing. And I tend to view my Christmas music the same way. Okay, rant over. Moving on. Back to a Cathedral Christmas a cappella. What a brilliant album. It is 22 minutes of the most beautiful Christmas music I've ever heard. Truly, to this day, it is my favorite Christmas album of all time. Let me give you an example as to why. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. 
Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day To save the world from Satan's fire when we had gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy From God that is our Father, the blessed angel came Unto some certain shepherds with tidings of the same That there was born in Bethlehem the Son of God by name Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. In Bethlehem, 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 in Christmas in July, people. You're welcome. Now, the astute listener may have picked up a slight difference in the voices in that last piece. Well, as you might imagine, groups change over the years, and in that particular recording there was a different baritone and tenor than what you heard earlier. A few minutes ago I talked about the bass singer, George Yance, and how at a very young age, I decided I wanted to be him when I grew up. But I should point out as well that the lead singer, Glenn Payne, had a profound impact on me as a singer. His clarity of tone and his longevity of career were astounding to me. If you go back and listen to recordings of Glenn from the 60s, you can hear that his voice never really changed. It never really aged. And just as a little music nerdy side note here, that's a good thing. You don't want your voice to sound like it aged. You want your voice to remain consistent. And you do that by singing properly using good technique. There's your voice lesson for today. You're welcome. But Glenn had this beautiful voice, and it could be light and airy, and it could be strong and powerful, depending on the song. His interpretation and presentation from song to song was absolutely masterful. Now, some of you may be asking, you know, Andy, I thought you said there were a couple of young guys in there as well. Well, there were. Ernie Haas, the tenor, has gone on to start a group of his own called Ernie Haas and Signature Sound. I highly recommend you check them out. And Scott Fowler, the baritone, has gone on to start his own group called Legacy Five, and they're my current favorite quartet. Check them out. Other previous group members have groups that are continuing to tour as well. Uh, Gerald Wolfe, who played piano with the cathedrals for a few years, has a group called Greater Vision. Mark Trammell, who sang baritone for the group prior to Scott Fowler, has the Mark Trammell Quartet. Both tremendous groups. I highly recommend giving them a listen. 
Before I move into our Light It Up segment for this week, I wanted to give you one more song to listen to. And I believe all the songs that I've used in the podcast today are in the public domain. If someone finds out that I'm wrong on that, please feel free to contact me at whatforpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to make necessary corrections. But here's another fun little song for you. Once again, time to light it up. up. In keeping with today's artist spotlight of the cathedrals, I thought I would share with you one other thing that just made this group so special. And it's simply this. George Yance was a master showman. For all the great singing, 
He had such incredible stage presence. He knew the art of the joke. And to his credit, Glenn Payne, often the butt of the joke, was the perfect straight man. So to light it up today, I thought I'd give you a few examples of the back and forth between George and Glenn. Take a listen. You know, the, a lot of places we go sing a song like uh, Oh Come Along or Step Into the Water, people sit and look at us like a mule looking at a new gate, you know. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. This oh, guy, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not. He went shopping with his family uptown a few nights ago, and everybody thought he rode home with them. It's late at night. Everybody thought he rode home with them. When, when they got home, they had left him uptown by himself. And Glenn is the type of fellow, you leave him in a, in a predicament, somehow or another he'll find his way out. You know what he did? He ordered Domino's pizza and rode home with them. Got home in 30 minutes. <laughs> Look at Ernie, I happened to think about something. Just a few months ago, Glenn and I were sitting on the bus and Ernie walked on looking kind of down and out. And I said, Ernie, what is it? He said, George, today I'm 31 years old. <laughs> I said, Ernie, I got food in the refrigerator older than that. Yeah. Old to be 31. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Old to be 41. <laughs> old to be 51. <laughs> then old to be 61. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could keep going on and on, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. His grandson walked in the house. Well, Glenn took his grandson to the doctor. He don't get to see him much. He took his grandson to the doctor just for a checkup a few days ago. And they set Jordan up on the table, put back his shirt and said, Jordan, we're going to listen to your heart. And Jordan said, that's not where my heart is. The doctor stepped back and said, where is your heart? And Jordan said, right back here. And the doctor said, who told you your heart was back there? He said, my grandpa, every time I pass him, he passes back there and said, bless his little heart. You know? You're just incredible to sing to tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for that. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but, but a lot of places we go singing songs some nights uh, like pulling teeth, and you people make it so enjoyable tonight. We've had some dead ones here lately. Yeah, we have had some dead ones here lately. The <laughs> other night we were singing, and somebody in the back stood up and said, I can't hear you. The old, the old boy stood up in the front seat, I can, you won't change seats. <laughs> He's ready to get out of there, man. And on that note, friends, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of the What For Podcast. Remember, if you have a story idea for our Light It Up segment, please email it to whatforpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's what the number four podcast at gmail.com. Something heartwarming, something funny, something just a little offbeat. Those are the things we like for our Light It Up segment. And as always, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram so you can stay up to date with the latest news and what's coming next on The What For. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in. Be on the lookout for another episode soon as we continue to give the world The What For. The What For.